Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Immigrants' Journey podcast. I'm your host, Carmen Netta, and today we are delighted to have with us the lovely Farah Ali, who is a singer-songwriter living here in Dublin, but originally from Libya. Welcome to the show, Farah. Hello, thank you so, so much, and I am very happy to be here. And just just so we know, it's Farah L. <laughs> Just to get no e at the end. My apologies. <laughs> we'll just get that straight from the start. <laughs> we are delighted to have Farah L on the show. <laughs> nice to meet you, Carmen. <laughs> Lovely to have you on. So let me ask you: What age were you when you came to Ireland, and what was it like living back home before you came? Okay, well, the thing is, I didn't really live back home before I came. We moved here when I was one and a half, so I was a uh, baby, yeah, a tiny human. So I have very, very holiday memories of Libya. Like we used to go every summer up until I was about eleven for your like classic Africa holiday, where we would just spend a whole month there seeing different relatives and you know it was it was always quite surreal actually going there because obviously growing up in Ireland at the same time um but yeah it was it was awesome barbecues on the beach and anyone who is from Africa or knows Africa at all knows how different it feels to be on that soil and how nourishing it is (laughs) so yeah those are my memories of Libya really before any of the violence and war was taking over. So when your family came here to Ireland and you were growing up amongst Irish people, did you feel any kind of cultural difference because your family was from a different country? Or did you just feel like one of the kids, one of the regular Irish kids? Uh, I had both. So at school and among creche um, and my Irish friends, that was an environmental thing of course so then I'm in that culture and then when on I used to go to this Arabic school on the weekends in the mosque in Dublin and so when I was around like those friends and then Libyan uh, community we also just like had friends from other countries and so whenever I was among Irish people and then among people of like Libyan heritage or of color, uh, it was a different atmosphere. I mean, that's that's kind of normal, I guess. Yeah, of course, definitely. And you notice a difference between culture of people who are like from your church versus people who are in the secular world. Like I had the same thing. I grew up in the United States and but my socialization was mostly apart from school. It was mostly with church people. So there was like cultural differences, differences in mindsets, differences in practices, etc. So that's what I noticed myself. Exactly. Yeah. Especially because all of the schools that were like that I went to were Catholic schools. And then obviously I was being raised Muslim. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely interesting seeing the different, different worlds. <laughs> For sure. Tell me, when did you know that you had a love for music and wanted to express yourself artistically? 
I'd say it actually started younger than I think. From a very young age, I was always fascinated by, you know, the power of music. And I always have this memory of like specific moments in the car, say my mom used to make these amazing mixtapes in the car, which I always go on about. (laughs) Like all the way, just all the bangers, all the bangers, Um, all the way from like Boney M to Bob Dylan. (laughs) And like... Bad boys and yeah. So that was cool. And then there was also a very natural, I think, occurrence of like music seeping into my soul because from a very young age, obviously the call to prayer, the Islamic call to prayer is is so musical. Every time we were in Libya or uh, even like Morocco or wherever, we'd hear the call to prayer five times a day. I just remember thinking it was so beautiful. And then my dad used to play Quran tapes in the car, which was kind of intense, but also I think the melodies uh, affected our creative expression in a way. Uh, when I say our, I mean like my family, because my whole family is quite musical. Ah, very good. Yeah, I have the same thing. Mostly everybody in my family plays something. Yeah, it's great. It's really important, actually. Yeah, I totally agree. Like your song, Silk, I was listening to it before the interview. It's an absolutely gorgeous song, but you can really hear the Arabic influence in it and I'm going to link it to the show notes when we publish the episode but it's really really unique sounding I really love that too I'm so excited to re-release it because the new mix of it is so like wow (laughs) looking forward to that (laughs) so how has it been like how has COVID affected you as an artist and getting your work out there to the public or like are you guys just inside recording a bunch of stuff in the studio uh I mean, I've personally found this whole period really transformational. I mean, I don't think I'm alone in saying that because our world has literally transformed. Yes, it has. Uh, (laughs) So there's that. Uh, And then when it comes to like the musical side of things, like I have been maybe with my band twice uh, in a musical situation and once where we could record anything and it was incredible what we came out with all new material so there's obviously a massive shift happening and a lot of inspiration flowing out of it and uh, you know life gives you lemons etc <laughs> make that lemonade <laughs> so that's what we're yes yeah um that's what kind of what we're doing one thing i really notice is it, the actual like how vital it is to have this type of time and space especially for someone like me who appears quite extroverted uh, and then actually on the sly I'm I love hanging out with myself like I am so wonderfully introverted at the same time so this has been a good practice of healthy boundaries as well in my opinion um yeah, to, to, to be really honest, uh, I have a whole, yeah, I just have a whole array of thoughts around that. <laughs> <laughs> Go on and share. Like, what specifically do you find that you've uh, established better boundaries um, because of the situation? It's, it's not just me. I think actually as people, we're establishing better boundaries. And I've done a little bit of training in different types of trauma healing and a type of uh, psychotherapy called logosynthesis which I always also go on about because it's really a lifestyle and when you learn about healing and that side of things it really shifts the way we've 
like look at the world. So for example, um, you know, the six foot thing, how everyone has to keep six feet apart and stuff. The, one of the types of trauma healing I did called capacitar, which is, uh, using movement and, uh, a whole other selection of kind of old practices that don't involve speaking, uh, to take care of the self, like everything from feng shui to (laughs) reflexology. But one of the things they talk about is how our energetic radius is six feet wide, right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like that means, for example, like if you are alone in a room, your eyes are closed and your ears are closed, whatever that means. And you didn't hear me come in or anything. But if I stand within six feet of you, you'd feel me there type of thing. Right. So actually keeping six feet apart from each other makes sense, because if someone's energy is off or, you know, hasn't been, you know, particularly well to put it lightly, then yeah, we do get affected by other people's energies. And that's just common sense really anyway, though, like someone says something mean to you and you feel it, <laughs> you oh, know? absolutely. And even <laughs> when you have somebody around you who's just in a negative mood, it just, it, it feels like the air is dampened. You just feel deflated. It's a really heavy feeling when you're around negative people. So yeah, definitely. I, I buy into this whole energy stuff. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's important and it's not really, people think that you buy into it or don't buy into it. It's not even about like, it's not really a belief. It's just kind of the truth. Like it's just the it's way just there. <laughs> it's just what it is. Um, the thing is though, what, what's more important aside from any of those facts or anything is that we manage our selves, like learn how to take care of ourselves, heal ourselves so that we can heal our communities and our world. And then we also are practicing what we preach as people. So having healthy boundaries is a great form of self-care <laughs> while totally also agree. being, you know, compassionate and caring. Cause at the same time I haven't been, I'm going to be really honest. Like I, I have, you know, not being so strict with the regulations in terms of, you know, this two kilometer rule or whatever, all this, these things that we're being told to do. Um, and I also live with a 90 year old artist who is, uh, an incredible, incredibly well human. Like he goes cycling and walking every day and eats lovely food. And anyway, he's in amazing health. And I always like have conversations with him around what all this means. And, you know, and pretty much his opinion is like how everyone's immunity has become so weak and, you know, we don't make time for, you know, have you ever heard that saying, if you don't make time for your wellness you're forced to make time for your illness Mm. so you know thank god everything stopped so that we could all focus on what's going on within ourselves and within our world and have the time and space to actually essentially be better people (laughs) (laughs) well I totally agree in terms of like just being more focused on doing small healthy habits I recently taken to going for a walk in the sea every morning and then dipping in for a few minutes. And I love it. It's so horrible at first because it's absolutely (laughs) freezing. But then once you start doing it by day three, it gets addictive. 
And it's like, if I skip a day, I'm like, oh man, I, need, I just need to stick my face in some salt water. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, cold water is known to raise your consciousness. So I know that sounds really like, oh, that's so out there. But I was actually reading a lot of evidence about the effect of cold water getting like getting your head under cold water, you know, or even washing your face with cold water. But also when your whole body is immersed in water that cold or even a cold shower or whatever, it gives you such a boost. Like, I think that's what the addiction is. It's that amazing feeling after. Um. It definitely (laughs) is. And it also, it really focuses you and energizes you for the day. You just feel like, yeah, I'm ready to get on it now in a way that (laughs) other things don't. Like I've even started to do yoga. There's this girl, Girl on YouTube. She does a 30 day course, Yoga with Adrienne. It's free for anyone that's interested. Oh, yes. There's short little course, there's short little practices for about 20 minutes. And it's like, I'm just slowly starting to implement more and more healthy things in my daily routine. And I swear to God, it's because I'm being forced to stay mostly in the house. So I got to figure out how to occupy my time that doesn't involve massive amounts of other people. So it's been really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have like a daily habit or practice that you do that you feel really helps to center you? And is it a new practice or is it something you've always done? Well, the sea is something that started for me there in January. So that's a huge one, the cold water thing. Um, And generally like very good hygiene. And I know it sounds really basic, but these are actually things that make a big difference. Um, and stretching. I stretch a lot. I click and clack a lot. Water. I know these things sound really basic, but they make a really big difference. <laughs> no, they and definitely do. Time, you know, time in nature. Oh, time away from my phone. I love turning my phone off for like a little while. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, no, I, I don't touch mine until like 10 o'clock in the morning. I will not look at it. It's like I'm nice. doing my morning routine. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Take back those mornings. Hell yeah. Uh, I sleep a lot. I've noticed, I've accepted this about myself. I used to be like, damn, do I sleep too much? But actually, I'm one of these people that needs a solid nine hours sleep. And when I get that nine hours, I am sunshine and rainbows for the whole day. (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's all blessings as well, because uh, the fact that I have the ability and the, these things, oh my God, that's another thing. Gratitude. I practice that every day. Like just, I mean, I know it sounds funny to say practice gratitude, but actually it takes a discipline to openly say or do something that is saying I'm so grateful for all these things that I have um yeah because I can't help but think that like look at where we live and what we have and like you know the fact that we can do this is it's a dream for it's actually a dream for so many people um so yeah No, I love that. And it just puts your head in a better frame of mind when you're thinking about the good things in your life. And rather than saying, oh, well, this is not going to happen now or this is going to be delayed or whatever the kind of negative things, because we do tend to have a negativity bias as our default. So to just put these positive deposits into our brain through thinking about what we're grateful for, it's really important. It does make a difference over time. I really do believe that. Mm. And it really is a discipline as well, like to have these habits, you know, 
I mean, on a bad day, like, and everyone has, bad days come and go. I remember my brother said that to me, such a simple thing to say to someone when I was having a really bad day. Sometimes I just cry, by the way. And he was like, bad days come and go. And I was like, that's so true. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. It doesn't stay forever. (laughs) You know, that whole this too shall pass thing, whether we you know, view it as good or bad. I mean, and I'm also on another big thing that I've been sort of trying to do is, is like lose that focus on good, bad, right, wrong, and be at this level of understanding and not have a judgment over things, not even think about whether I like or dislike something, just accept things you know that's interesting it's a very Taoist position (laughs) yeah we've been hitting some philosophical marks during this corona 2020 freestyle like (laughs) for sure yeah oh god what yeah tell me what is the vision for the future of your music and the band the vision is big here it goes so I'm gonna release the album soon which is gonna be great and stuff and then in 2030, we're going to play a massive show in Benghazi, Libya, after the violence and everything has stopped. And it's going to be like the equivalent of like what a three arena is here. There's They're going to build one in Benghazi, Libya, and we're going to play a massive sold out show there. And then we're probably going to do like an African tour. We might hit up like Nigeria and like Angola. I'd like to go to Zimbabwe, you know, play a few shows. Then by 2040, I'm a campaign for being the president of Libya. And then I say by 2050, they'll be ready for me. Like they won't be like, oh, it's two left. So That's amazing. I, say- <laughs> I love it. I love your vision. I love your ambition. Everybody should be like that. <laughs> and then if I think short term, like 2025. <laughs> um <sighs> Yeah, so many big things that are so close to my heart right now that, you know, when something is so close to your heart that you you can't even say it out loud yet. That's how I feel about 2025. I have a great feeling about it and all these dreams and visions that I hold so dearly to myself. That's amazing. And we love each other as a band so much. We're actually the most like adorable family ever like we actually give out to each other if we don't eat our vegetables type of thing oh my god that is so cute (laughs) and that is so important in terms of your teamwork in doing this project together because so many bands are ripped apart because of ego because some people have a drug habit all sorts of things that get in the way of the cohesion of the band so to have that kind of loving kind relationship where you're supporting each other that's really really great that will sustain you throughout years and years. Yeah, so true. All this, yeah, yeah the, I always think about that, like the the art, the wellness of the artists themselves because there's so much around, yeah, a lack of, uh, I don't know, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. You know how I, I heard someone in an interview say, I, th- I don't know who it was, but it was like someone someone really famous in an interview saying about um, artists basically as performers sort of need the approval of other people if you think about it when it comes to their art, right? They're, they're essentially like, here's this thing I created. Here you go, world. Like, 
you know, what do you think? Which is, you know, you know, it is what it is. And, (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, that, that basically that's like a fuel or a petrol for, for artists. And then I think about that and I think about God, yeah. And the whole versus approval comes from within thing. So it's like trying to get a balance and, and what it means. Like, so it's all well and good being like, I love myself but actually it has to be done through actions because I could tell you I love you five times a day but then if I was like not treating you well it wouldn't make sense you know absolutely (laughs) that right there sums up the crux of my relationship with one of my ex-boyfriends it was all lovely flowery words with no action to back it up (laughs) it's like you know what this is not working for me see you later (laughs) shout out to your ex (laughs) Yes, shout out to my ex. (laughs) What do you think is the best advice you've gotten? Either life advice or career advice? There's there's lots of those. Uh, I always think about my mom when she always says this thing, like to the point where it's so oversaid in our house, but it's still effective. (laughs) Of where, where there's a will, there's a way. Motivation. For sure. I think that's what a lot of people have difficulty with, finding their motivation, finding the thing that drives them to keep on going, even when things get difficult and annoying and blurry and you don't know what's up. It's that motivation. What motivates you? What motivates me? Um, Probably the need to make a difference or or to, to, to always... Uh, learn and be better you know yeah that's a wonderful Uh, thing like yeah I think that's yeah it it keeps you curious it keeps you curious and it keeps you learning yeah exactly not too serious though I have to say like there's moments where I could probably do with like a good kick up the arse you know like (laughs) (laughs) we all could we all could in fairness (laughs) I was actually I had a serious chat with my mom last week about this I was like I think I'm too nice to myself she was like what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) I was like you know if I get stressed or upset or something I let myself you know reflect and and observe and 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 sort of take a break and she's like you know that's that's healthy right I'm like I don't know (laughs) you know because I still show up so I guess that's cool it's just that sometimes it's hard like I get that that thing about it's hard you know how people struggle to find motivations I actually I really get it I totally get it yeah sometimes it's tricky and sometimes you have phases in your life where it's just there in abundance and then sometimes you can get a little bit lost and off track for sure I think that's part of it though yeah the ups and downs yeah I, I mean it definitely is part of it If you could improve one thing about your life, what would it be? I would say something around technology and savviness. So, mm. Mm, like if I if I could be a total wizard at like editing and videoing, and you know, I know you know I probably and you know I could be a total wizard at it if I put my mind to it. It's just that if I could like snap my fingers and do like a Sabrina <laughs> on it, you know. And not have to do the hard work of learning <laughs> the techniques. And just like automatically have all this equipment and like brain power. <laughs> and that's what I would do. I would go full cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> we might end up that way with uh, Elon Musk and his whole 
whole neural link thing where he wants to hook up human brains to technology. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> that's some black mirror shit. Absolutely it is. <laughs> that man's visions is on a different level and he has the nerd brain power to bring it to fruition, which is really scary. <laughs> I don't know him. Actually, I'm going to be really honest and say I've seen Elon Musk's name everywhere and wholeheartedly couldn't tell you what he does. He is an engineer and he created the Tesla, the car Tesla, the one that runs in electricity. And he also has a SpaceX program. And now he's got this Neuralink thing. So he's an uber sciencey nerd fella who invents all sorts of things. He even wants to create an underground um, tube system for California because they're traffic situation over there with the cars is absolutely obscene like you have six lanes six wide lanes and you have basically a parking lot a sea of cars going two kilometers an hour so he wants to uh sort that out as well yeah that's the kind of dude he is (laughs) (laughs) snap a lot lot of people don't like him though um i haven't quite figured out why if it's jealousy or because you get whenever a person becomes really successful or famous you always have the haters but i've never heard a really good argument for why elon musk is a dangerous person for instance but sure people will say what they will say people will say what they will say that's very true So now, back to your band. When is the album going to be released? Ah, this question. Ah. (laughs) The album will be released by the end of the year. I have said 2020. I know people don't think 2020 is like an accurate enough response, but I think that's accurate. You know, that gives you a year time frame. (laughs) (laughs) It could happen at any stage. You know, do we need to know the exact day right now? I don't think so. I mean, we are living (laughs) in a world of just playing it by ear I just gave you a big hint there. That's going to be one of the singles that's being released Ooh. from the album very soon, actually. That is fab. <laughs> Send it our so, way and we'll uh, promote it on the podcast. Uh, yes, the song is called Play It By Ear and the album name is Fatima, which will be released sometime. And I'm obviously it's going to be in the second half of the year. It has to be, I'm going to say somewhere between my mom's birthday and my birthday, which is between July and October. Um, that all depends as well on who gets behind me on the old management label side of things. Ooh, So we're going to play that one by ear. Ha ha ha. Double pun (laughs) intended, but the single will be out soon. That is fabulous. It's lovely to hear. And Farah, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been an absolute delight chatting with you and getting to know a little bit about your time in Ireland and your creative side. Where can people find more on you and the band? So all over the internet, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It's Farah L, F-A-R-A-H-E-L-L-E. And yeah, just get me on those things. Um, Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I will definitely be putting a link to the show notes. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. And I want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you have any questions, send us a message on social media at the Immigrant's Journey Facebook page or tweet us at Carmen Immigrant or Insta messages at Carmen Immigrant 81. Or you can do old school and email 
theimmigrantsjourneydublin at gmail.com. There's lots of ways to get in touch. And if you have any questions on any of the content, let us know. So be well, stay safe. And until the next journey, ciao. Woo! God bless you all! <laughs>